Welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast with your hosts Meredith Bond and Prue Warren, where they discuss every aspect of a writer's life, from the craft of writing and editing, through publishing and marketing, and finally into building a global publishing empire. Here is Mary and Prue. Welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast. I'm Prue Warren, representing authors who know less. And thank God I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Meredith Bond, uh, representing uh, those who've been around for eons. Authors who know more. (laughs) Yeah, you can say that. Thank God, because today's topic is writing a series And that is something that you have a lot of experience with, and I do not. So I'm very interested in your thought. Mary, how many series have you written? Can you, is there a number? Is there a set number? There is a set number, uh, and I will tell you what that is in just a second. You're looking it up on, you're looking your own series up on Amazon, aren't you? You've written so I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up on my website, actually. Website. Because on my website, I have my books page um, organized by series. So I, I have my most recent series, which is the Ladies Wagering Whist Society. And I have my Merry Men series, okay. which is actually, uh, I'll talk about the Merry Men series in a moment. And I have my Storm series, which is paranormal. And I have my Children of Avalon, which is also paranormal fantasy. I have my Falling series, which is time travel. And I have my nonfiction books. So that's it. You have so five. How many was that? Five. Well, that was count. Five series? Five okay. series. I have four okay. books. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. as we pointed out at the beginning, I have been doing this for, you know, a couple centuries now. You understand. <laughs> I understand. You're younger than me. You have five series. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> You have a prettier butt too. So never mind. Never mind. <laughs> it's not important. Here we're learning how to do it. And uh, it does not matter how old you are or how good your butt looks. <laughs> because on paper, I have an exceptional butt. Okay. Here's what I have to say to you on the subject of series because I just, uh, J.T. Bach, the author J.T. Bach, did a mini session for the Washington Romance Writers on the subject of. Chekhov's gun, the concept that whatever you layer into the first scene needs to resonate throughout the book and and pay off eventually, which was eye-opening to me like a moron I had never considered. Chekhov and I, not, not, not buds. When that was a that was a mind-blowing enough concept for me. But it seems to me that when you're writing a series, the Chekhov's gun concept that you have to have things in the beginning that resonate at the end. When you're writing a series, oh my God, do you have to know what's going to happen at the end of this multi-book series before you start and you're nodding? The answer is yes, you do. The answer is most, most of the time. Okay. So there are a couple of different types of series, right? There is a series of books that is a continuing story. And the story continues from book one to book two to book three and so on and so forth, right? So it's one 
big story broken up into many books. Then there's the type of this of series that is lots of individual books that are connected by some cohesive force. So like my uh, my Merry Men Quartet, which is the first which are the first books that I wrote and published. They are the story of four friends. And the books are only connected in as much as the four heroes are friends. That's it. So that's quite a common that's quite a common type in the romance genre. It's very hard to have a romance between two people that spans multiple books. Right. Under the theory um, that once the happily ever after, you're kind of done. Exactly. So yes, uh, I do my my Children of Avalon series is a continuing story over three books, and they are romances. And each book has its own romance that right, comes to it's not, a, it's not the same. It's not the same love story. It's a different love story each time. It's a different love story each time. Uh, right, right. So they are linked as opposed to continuous, even though the story is, I mean, I'll, you must have a big bad, right? You must have someone that we're fighting to defeat. Exactly. Okay. All right. But so this concept of a continuous series versus a linked series is valuable to me because I've read linked series in mm-hmm. Roman where the three friends from college or whatever, um, the book club, yeah, uh, everybody gets their own spotlight. Exactly. That's how I did it with the Ladies Wagering Whist Society. It's eight women who get together to play cards every week, and each one has their own story. And then I needed it to be the right number of books, so I, I threw one in at the end. Another Wait one. A Were there eight books or nine books? There are nine books. So what was the ninth story? So the ninth story is a major character who shows up in every book. Okay. Who is uh, the owner of a club for gentlemen. Okay. Okay, good. Good. Uh, I happen to have read the ninth book, so I know. Didn't I? I You have not read the ninth book. You've read the eighth book. I haven't sent you the ninth book yet. Okay. I'm ready for it when you're ready. I want to pay to you. (laughs) Okay. All right. So with the linked series... How do you check off's gun it? How do you lay in elements in book one that are going to pay off in book two, book three, book four, book five? Absolutely. Thoughts? Um, Yes. What you need to do is create a storyline that is going to link all of the books together. Even though each book is a standalone, could be read as a standalone and is its own story within itself, there is something that links all of the books together. And so just like in the Harry Potter series, Mm -hmm. each book came to a conclusion, but there was an overarching story that tied them all together. And that's where you have your Chekhov's gun concept is in this overarching story that links them all together. So there's a goal or a mission or the the family's theater has to be saved or the evil bad guy has to be overcome. Yes. So when you sit down to write a series, 
the reason I'm asking this is because my one book that I've published and the second one that I'm hoping to publish soon are linked with common characters, but it's Mm -hmm. a very tenuous link. I just know the people it's, it's someone from the last book becomes the, the spotlight of the next book, but they're not, there's no through line. There's no, I mean, there's no big bad that they're defeating. So I think what I have is kind of a weak series. But I know better now. And the next time I start, I'm going to want to create a universe where there is an ultimate goal. Well, in my Merry Men Quartet, it was the same way. There was no big overarching story that connected the four books. There was only the common people. people. So I don't think that's a weak series. I don't think it's a weak linked series. I think it's it's just a different form of series. Okay. All right. Well then then I'm then I am encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> but I can definitely see that it would be smarter, it would be stronger as a series and make people come back and want to read the rest to find out how do we overcome um, Mr. Burns at the, you know, sitting in his mansion in Springfield. Oh, you don't watch The Simpsons, so never mind. <laughs> There is something that some common goal that unites the books. Yes. I think that is a good thing to have a common goal or a, a one big storyline that, that unites all of the books. I think that is a nice thing. Um, and the other thing that I think is really nice is to have some symmetry among all of the books. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So, for example, when I was plotting out the Ladies Wagering Whist books, each individual one, they followed basically the same story structure where the hero and heroine, where there's the hero and heroine meet and then and they fall in love and then something happens. And at about not quite the three quarter mark, but a little bit of before that. Something happened, the, the romance is falling apart or the one of the protagonists doesn't know how to get the other romantic interest to commit or to realize that they love each other. And they needed the help of the Ladies Wagering Whist Society. Ah. So at the same point in every story of the nine books, one of the protagonists goes to the ladies wagering whist society and asks for help. Wow. And the ladies come through after the black moment <laughs> or part of it. Or because of the black moment. Right, right, or right. Or because right. of it. Yes. So wow. there was it, symmetry uh, in every book. So when you okay, because this is a good this is a good example. You say to yourself, you you finished up your other series. And you're sitting there in your exotic European life saying, time to write a new series, right? I mean, you've got a blank page in front of you. Yes. You say, in in this case, you said, all right, I'm going to have ladies who play whist. And of course, it's four people per table. And we're going to have two tables. So that's eight people. Now I'm going to come up with eight characters. And you Mm -hmm. sit there and, and consciously think to yourself, all right, A is for Anne. She is pugnacious. B is for Betty. She, right? Do you, how do you, how do you, how logical can you be there? 
I mean, when you're starting your universe, I know you're at the end of the ninth book. So it, it's, you've probably forgotten. No, because what, I'm at the end of the ninth book. My ninth book is written. It is with my editor or should be. God, did I send it to her? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm a little fuddled right now. Um, uh, so it's, so you're at this it's point. done. And so I'm planning my next series, right? Are. So this is an excellent moment. Oh, good. Can you, so, will you share? What's the next series? Yeah. So actually, <laughs> I, I but, have, because I can't do anything easy, I have t- three next series that I, <laughs> I'm planning. Um, oh and they are. Yeah. So I have, um, I have two series that I'm going to be writing next. Okay. Because so I have the follow on follow up series to the Ladies Wagering Whist Society, which is kind of going to be a bridge series between the ladies and my Zodiac series, which is going to be 12 books. Um, but I want to to provide a bridge between the world of the ladies and the world of the Zodiac, which is go- Zodiac series, which is going to be slightly different. OK. Uh, in the ninth book of the Ladies Wagering Whist Society, I introduce a club for ladies called the Rider Street Club. And so I'm creating a series of three books for the Rider Street Club. It's not fully fleshed out yet. I'm still working on it. But, but while I was... Get to the Zodiac series. Huh? I'm Your saying. goal is to get to the Zodiac series. My goal is to get to the Zodiac series. And so I want to fool with this club for ladies and the wonderful characters that who I develop, who own and run the club. But I also want to introduce the person who is going to be the heroine who is going to overarching storyline through the whole series. Okay. All right. So that's your connection. Mm -hmm. So that's the connection. And that's going to be. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And then, of course, while I'm also doing this, I was approached by a new small publishing house and they asked if I would write a series for them. So I quickly developed uh, another series. What is the other series? How flattering to be approached. How flattering. I know, right? Yes. I was so shocked. (laughs) Um, And so, of course, I jumped on it. (laughs) And so that's going to be a Regency Royals series. Ooh, nice. About about a German prince whose life is being threatened. And so he pretends to be killed and goes into hiding. His sister, his younger sister, is at a finishing school in England and she knows that her brother's not dead, despite the fact that it's all over the papers that he's dead. Right. And so she leaves, she slips away from school to find him. When she does that, a woman shows up at the school uh, who is her doppelganger. Does she? And the not- woman is looking for a t- teaching job. Wow. And so. So there, so the first book is sort of a prince and the pauper sort of thing. So they get this woman who is the princess's lookalike to 
impersonate the princess. And the second book is the story of the princess looking for her brother. And the third book is the brother trying to find out who's trying to kill him. Nice. (laughs) Nice. That's going to be fun. So you see, it's a series. It's completely intertwined. And of and but there are three independent books. Okay, but let me ask you this because it took me. It takes so long for a new writer. Like you write out, a, you write a book, you spit it out. It goes quickly. When I write a book, I need to get it to my editor two or three times. I need to get it to a copy editor. I need to get it to a proofreader, it, and I need to get it to the beta reader. So it takes a huge amount of time for an insecure author to write something, which meant that by the time Sin and the Peanut Butter Cup was finished, I was also finished with the first draft of Dash and the Moon Glow Mystic. And the same thing is happening now in that I've written the sequel to Dash already. And what I've been able to do is once I've written the second book, I had time because it wasn't published yet to go back into the first book and and embroider and nudge and make things correct. So it seems to me that's great. Really useful to write an entire series before you even try to publish it. But but that's not absolutely. That's not the way you write. You write it and send it off on its way. So no, no, I you you don't. You write the whole series. um, I know that's not. I general. I have been writing three books before I publish one because that way I can also publish them. By the way, I do exactly the same thing as you do. I write the book. I send it to my editor. She sends it back. There are two rounds with her. I send it to the proofreader. I send it to my beta readers. I go through exactly the same process that you do because there isn't an author in the world who will write it perfect the first time without any typos or mistakes. There just isn't. It doesn't matter how long you've been writing. All right. <laughs> I don't believe you, but all right. <laughs> it's very true. I think authors get through that process a lot faster than I do. I don't know. Six months. I don't know that. They- my, my calculation is it takes me about six months from the end of the first draft to when I get to publish. I figure six months. Oh, no. I only take about six weeks. See, it's going fast. Because, yeah, because my editor takes two, three weeks. And I give my uh, my beta readers a month and they do it at the same time as the proofreader. You do. You do the proofreader and the beta readers at the same time. Yes. And that way I get more eyes proofreading, actually. Oh, that is smart. And you don't use a copy editor. You just do an editor. Yeah. See, I do a copy editor because I'm new and prone to making stupid mistakes. My editor is also a copy editor. She does both. All right. All right. Okay. So I can see that there are efficiencies that I can enact, but still it takes a long yes. time. Yeah. And so you do you do three books before publishing the first. Yes. That way I can publish them once a month. They're all set. They're all yeah. ready to go. That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. And the faster you you put them out, the more likely you are to have what's called read through, i.e. the person, the reader buying the book and immediately reading it, finishing it, buying the next one, reading it, finishing it, buying the next one. Some people will just buy all three all at once. 
Do you, um, when you have a plan for like the Wagering with Society uh, of nine books, you don't write all nine of them. You do them in batches of three. Yeah, that's why I needed nine. So I would have three trilogies. Oh. Because and trilogies sell well. Trilogies sell well. Well, that, see, that alone is an interesting point. You wouldn't do a quartet and you wouldn't do a pair. I have done a quartet, but trilogies are common. Yeah, there's a, there's a uh, alchemy to trilogies. I agree with you. I'm thinking yeah. of outside the romance genre, um, I'm thinking of Sue Grafton and her A is for alibi and B is for, right? I mean, she's got 26 books. 26 there. books, yeah. Right. And um, Janet Ivanovich is doing one for the money, two for whatever, for mm-hmm. the Stephanie series. So outside of romance, it is conceivable to write a series that just goes on and on and on. Really good for detectives, for example. Yeah, because you're not limited or confined by a romance, which has to, well, usually the romance takes place within each individual book. So technically within romance, you could keep going. There's a Regency author who, Sherry, why do I want to say Sherry Thomas? It's not Sherry Thomas, it's somebody else, who does Regency Detectives. And she just keeps going. Well, but is there always the same love interest? No. I think the same love interest spanned like three or four books, and then it's additional romances, I think. Technically, it would not truly be a romance. There's no happily ever after at the end. Right. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. I don't quite know what to think. But I, I do think that a trilogy is powerful and that linked linked series is more common. I'm, I'm recapping. Can you tell? Um, yes. Series is more common in the romance genre than continuing series. Yes. And uh, if if I can create a common goal that flows through all the books, then it's a stronger series. It's not necessarily required, but it's a stronger series if there's a consistent common goal. This is something we're we're working on. Or a bad guy to overthrow. And then your final thought was to have some symmetry. To see if the books can't set up echoes between them. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. now I have to go and think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. So um, next week we're going to talk about the auth- author's business plan, which is... Uh-huh. A very valuable thought for me. Thank you very much. Please open up your brain and pour forth your goodness. Um, Did do have we seen? How's the? I haven't been on the Discord server in forever. What's going on in the Discord server? How's your book discussion? I'm so sorry, I haven't been there. Uh, That's okay. It's hardly going anywhere. I'm really disappointed. We had a bunch of people join to discuss this book, and I posed questions, and nobody responded. So. What is it with authors who don't like to write? I don't understand. <laughs> For the Washington Romance writers, they're like, we need a director of communications. You have to write a lot of things to people. And I'm like, well, I won't take that job. Someone else must want it. Nobody else wants it. I'm like, all I want to do is write. What's the matter with these people who don't want to write? I don't understand. Don't understand. They're writers. Write something. Yeah. And I asked them a pointed question and nobody responded. And that's why they joined the server anyway. So it things are quiet over there. 
Explore we need it. some some people to liven things up because I'm a little bit preoccupied with publishing <laughs> books and moving countries. Yes, that's a little bit <laughs> it's a little going on for you. In yes, fact, just... will you want, share with people where are you today? <laughs> I am in Kiev, Ukraine today. Yes, we are speaking from Kiev. And I will post some pictures on uh, the website because they're pretty. This is a gorgeous city. <laughs> and yeah. the people are, are actually, I was told they were, they're stoic. They're, they're Soviet and nobody smiles at you on the sidewalk. And, but it's not true. People are very nice. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You're so exotic. I'm still sitting in Northern Virginia. My chief <laughs> Complaint. It's getting hot out, you know, it's getting hot. You're in Kiev, for God's sakes. All right. All right. Well, there are many differences between you and me, Meredith. We <laughs> yeah. know this. Hey, now I can read Cyrillic. <laughs> now you can read Cyrillic. Mike. I don't know what I'm reading, but I can sound it out. <laughs> <laughs> if only there were English words written in Cyrillic, you'd know what you were doing. It's too bad. Oh, so sometimes there are, and it's hysterical. Really? Pizza. And burgers. <laughs> and it's so funny. Coffee. Everywhere you see coffee. That's America's contribution to world culture. Our food. Yeah. Fabulous. <laughs> Don't do it. That's why you have a prettier butt than me. Don't give in to American culture of food. All right, Meredith. Um, we're hoping that people will comment on our um, website, which is the writer's block party or they can write to you at Meredith Bond. Mary, Mary at Meredith. Mary, M-E-R-R-Y, Mary at MeredithBond.com. And you'll tell them how to get into the Discord server so they can chat, chat, chat. Assuming they like to write, write, write. Uh, and we'd love to be rated and commented, commented on, wouldn't we? We sure would. And you can find us everywhere. You can find and us everywhere. You can and, find us everywhere all over the world. Now and all over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think this is our 41st episode. <gasps> That's so amazing. We're going to celebrate good. when we get up to 50. Okay. 50. 52. That would be one year. <gasps> it's true. But okay. Is that not Let's right? See. Yes, that is right. I'm just trying to think of where in the world I'm going to be. <laughs> where in the world is Meredith Bond? That doesn't work. <laughs> Okay, right, bro. Uh, happy apartment hunting in Kiev, and I hope Thank you. Uh, you have a wonderful week. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. That's it for the Writer's Block Party this week. We don't want you getting so drunk on knowledge that you can't drive your laptop safely. But next week we'll be here before you know it, so check out the website at thewritersblockpartypodcast.com One word. That's where you can find our archive of past podcasts and a place where you can get in touch with Mary and Prue or ask questions for the next podcast. Write with joy, friends, and see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.